You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 53. Hey, my friends. Wow, so much has happened in such a short amount of time. Here on the podcast, we have been in the middle of a solo series called Back to the Basics. Basically, it's a mini Bible study discussing the foundational truths of the apostolic doctrine. Well, it's a crazy time in our world right now, especially here in America. And so I felt impressed by the Lord to pause this series for a while and do something very special. For the next eight days, I will be bringing you one new podcast episode every single day. That's right. Step out of the chaos for just a little bit with me and be encouraged by incredible conversations with some friends of mine. From today, Monday, until the following Monday, you will be hearing some real and raw discussions that will hopefully uplift your spirit during this time, whether you're in quarantine like me or still serving in your current job, which by the way, thank you very much if you are. Guys, I do have to say that I will be taking a podcast break in the month of April. This podcast party for the next eight days will be a good send off as I take a step back and spend some quality time with my family as we wait to see how this pandemic unfolds. It will give me time to also pray over the remainder of the Back to the Basics series and give you all a chance to catch up on episodes if you haven't listened to them all already. All right, guys, let's begin the Hello Awesome podcast positive party. Christina Baker shared her powerful testimony about suicide and redemption this past October during our Mental Health Month. She is back today to discuss connecting with one another through this crisis. We talk about the bond between children and teachers, what parents can do at home to encourage the littles, and why it's important to bear one another's burdens. Her voice is seriously the sweetest, and honestly, so is her heart. So let's go right into today's episode, the first of eight in our podcast positive party, this episode that I am calling Power of Connection with Christina Baker. You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? Before we get to why you're here, let me share two special deals with you from some friends of mine. The Hello Awesome podcast wants to welcome back our sponsor, Nuggles, for a new season. Through affordable, modest fashion, Nuggles aims to provide beauty with comfort. From dresses to slip skirts, modesty doesn't have to sacrifice style. Hello Awesome listeners can use the exclusive 10% discount code by using Hello Awesome 10 during checkout. Head to Nuggles.us to browse their full collection today. Again, that's N-U-G-G-L-E-S dot U-S to shop high quality products to add to your modest wardrobe today. Do you firmly believe that our relationship with Jesus should impact every part of our lives, including the clothes that we wear? We do too, and so do our friends over at The Modest Poppy. If you're ready for casual wear that's high quality for the modern Christian girl, use their special discount code TMP20 for 20% off your next order at themodestpoppy.com. 
You can be a witness for Jesus just by what you wear. So take advantage of these special offers from our incredible sponsors right now. Hey guys, welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. I am here with a very special guest. I am trying to encourage you guys and bring you some content that hopefully will uh, uplift you and encourage you and inspire your hearts during this difficult time. I know the world is literally crazy right now, but I wanted to bring another friend on the podcast that you have heard before. I talked to Christina Baker back in October when we were doing the mental health month here on the podcast, and she shared her powerful testimony on how God helped her through that situation. And I just want to welcome Christina Baker back to the podcast. We are just here to just encourage you guys and talk about the power of connection. Christina, thank you so much for being with me today. JC, thank you so much for having me back. It's such a joy and an honor and a pleasure anytime I get to sit and talk with you. You're so encouraging and so awesome. And I'm just excited to be here with you today. Oh my goodness. You're literally like a ray of sunshine, just like <laughs> all the time. But you know what? I just like that we need that right now. We really, truly need more people like that right now. And I know as we are preparing for this podcast, this is going to be a little bit different. It's not just going to be a question answer kind of thing, but we were talking about the power of connection and how you shared something that your pastor uh, talked about. Uh, Would you mind sharing that with the rest of the listeners? Absolutely. Um, In this time of isolation and quarantine and whatever else the government and the CDC and the media wants to call it, it's caught on social isolation. And yesterday I was talking with my pastor and he said, we don't need social isolation. We just need physical isolation Mm -hmm. because right now more than ever, the body of Christ needs to be social. And we're in such a unique time where we can use technology and social media and even go old school with some letter writing. We can FaceTime. And it's that socialization that's going to strengthen the body of Christ. We're made for fellowship. Yeah, that's just, I love that perspective. Because yeah, that's all we've been hearing is the social distancing. And I, I know what they're trying to say. You know, they, they, they're trying to say, you know, you have to be apart from people. Don't be in the same physical space as a lot of people. And I get that. And that is so true. And I am glad that churches are now heeding the advice of the government and listening to our officials because that's hard, you know, because we know we serve a God that's higher. We still are called to obey the authorities that are in front of us, our, our authorities here on earth. And so I really do appreciate that thought. It's a perspective shift that just because, you know, we may not have church anymore with each other doesn't mean that we need to shut off all social avenues with one another. Absolutely. And that's one thing, um, talking about the church is not meeting physically. It's really cool to see the church rise up in a social type of way outside of the walls of the church. I saw a lot of pictures, today's Thursday, so last night I saw a lot of pictures of people posting their live stream videos. I'm watching live stream from home. I'm thankful for my church and just spreading that positivity of the church and of the body of Christ and the love and joy and hope that, you know, he has to offer through us. Um, So it was a really cool thing to see the church taking advantage of social media outlets to still bring everyone together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that really has been encouraging. I mean, I feel this is 
this is honestly something that we have never seen. But we've had different pandemics happen to our economy, to you know, the world. This is not the first crisis, and there are going to be more. We know that. We're, we're in the end times right now. However, this is really the first time, I think, in this generation that we have social media as big as it is of an influence. And I think none of us plan for this to happen. But to me, I think it's just so interesting that God understands where we're at and he knows the power of connection. And I feel personally that with social media now, it's up to us to kind of connect with each other and make sure that we don't just slip into isolation and away from the church. And just because we're not going to church doesn't mean we can't still connect with the body of Christ. Absolutely, JC. And we were looking yesterday, our church has four years worth of old services archived that people can go back and share and watch. And I thought it was really an interesting idea. Someone had mentioned live streaming them all together from separate homes and having at-home Bible studies. Um, A lot of churches have small groups or interest groups. Connect with those guys because there is scripture after scripture after scripture about coming together. And we know that Adam or God gave Adam Eve because it's not good for man to be alone. And so we're definitely created for that fellowship. We know iron sharpeneth iron and um, provoke each other to love and good works and Mm -hmm. all this communication. It's also biblical. And in this time, we have to have more of it than just, like you said, you know, becoming isolated and just sitting there by ourselves in our own little pity party and doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I I know I was chatting about this before we even started recording because I stay at home. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I homeschool. I am in my comfort zone when I'm at home. Some people think that's lazy, but I think, you know, sometimes if you are a homebody, it doesn't mean you're lazy. I think sometimes um, it all depends on how you use your time. I use my time very creatively. I'm creating, I'm making things where we're building, I'm building connections with my boys. So I think... I think right now, some people might feel like being home might be holding them back. But I think this is really just an opportunity for us to connect in the right ways. I think sometimes we feel like we're busy, then then we're social. But sometimes when you're busy, it doesn't mean you're actually connecting with people. Does that make sense? It does. It does. My screen time on Tuesday shot through the roof. I got that notification that my screen time was up and my FaceTime time I have set for myself was up and it was only halfway through the day. And I was like, but I've been connecting with people. And then I go back and I'm looking at my Facebook and my Instagram. I'm just sharing posts. I did not take the time to connect or reach out to a single person. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of a reality check. Like, what am I doing with all of this spare time? We're not supposed to be going out or hugging and high-fiving anymore. And, but what am I going to do to be a, be a light and a world changer from the comfort of my own couch? You know, how are we using that time? I like that. I really do like what you said. And thank you for being so vulnerable about that. I know that's very like personal, but it's so relatable because we all have been there. And I do think that's really important is if you're going to be on social media, then make sure you take some time to 
actually sit down and read a full post, leave a comment, actually like somebody else's picture, send a message. Maybe somebody really needs an encouraging word. Maybe just send them a message. I really love the feature in Instagram. You can send a voice message. You can literally leave like a mini voicemail in somebody's mm-hmm. inbox. And I think that's so powerful. Your voice can actually be saved as a little clip and somebody can play that and maybe their, their worries and their sadness will go away at least for just a moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's something, there's a lot of elderly people and um, people battling cancer and other illnesses who really are stuck in their bedrooms until Mm -hmm. all this is over. And I know a lot of our elderly are not active on social media and just a phone call to them so they can hear a voice, a comforting voice, and just to take the time to serve others. And this is... um, I I think you said this before we started really recording and chatting, but I'm thankful for this time. There's so much to be thankful for in this time because it allows us to stop and slow down and consider others. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Do you think we really kind of have lost touch with just the simplicity of connection? You know, you mentioned a phone call. I mean, I don't, I honestly I don't remember the last time I picked up the phone just to like call somebody out of the blue. I mean, I talked to maybe five people in my family, which are important people to me. I call them and they call me. But do you feel like we've kind of lost that a little bit, that simple connection to just pick up a phone or or write a letter? Definitely. We rely so much on, you know, our multiple times a week we get together at church or We rely on our gym times, but there's something deeply personal about sitting there in the middle of the day or even at night when you start to feel alone and your phone starts to ring and you look down and it's that friend from your small group or that person you met from the gym or, you know, just any number of people. And it's like, wow, someone's thinking of me outside of their designated time to be communicating with me. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It really is. I mean, you're just giving me an idea here that I might have to run with, but (laughs) I would love the, I mean, I honestly would love the idea of having like, let's say like some people that need some encouragement and getting their address and not even telling them, but just writing them a nice little encouraging note and just slipping it in the mail. I love that so much. I, I think we really should, maybe that, maybe we could challenge ourselves to just pick five people, maybe pick three people. It doesn't have to be like 50, you know, I think we, we want to do big things for God. So we, we think big and that's great, but sometimes little things are the big things. That's the truth. Those little things add up and mm-hmm. it's like the sand in the jar with the ping pong balls. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but like, oh, yeah. those they'll stuff the ping pong balls in there, but there's still so much space. So they fill it with the tiny grains of sand and it's the little things that make up the big things. So I love that JC, just to start small and send some letters of encouragement and just to reach out and we've got all this free time. So we might as well. (laughs) I know. I know. That's so true. That is true. So you are a teacher and I know um, I don't want to put you on the spot here, so feel free to share what you're comfortable with. But as a teacher and seeing how things are shifting for other teachers and for different school districts, 
What What's on your heart concerning that? Oh my goodness. You might unleash the tears with this one. (laughs) So I am, I'm in a unique position because I am a pre-K teacher for our church's preschool. And I also serve as the director of our preschool. So a lot of those bigger decisions, my pastor's wife and I are making alongside each other as the government gives us direction. Um, as of right now, because we are so small and because our government has not mandated a shutdown, we are still in operation. However, we've had a decrease in numbers. And for us, that's really hard to watch because we know some of the kids' home lives and we know what's going on and we understand the parents wanting to keep their kids home and safe. Um, And today I ran into, I had to run to the grocery store and I ran into one of my little girls whose mom is keeping them home. And just to see her big smile, I got in the car and I just cried because as a teacher, these kids become our lives. Um, They're not ours. And we pour so much into them. One of my good friends is a public school teacher. They've been closed for a while. They are, they've dropped everything and scurried around and are learning how to teach elementary school kids online. My goodness. I know your kiddos are homeschooled, but I'm thinking of like my niece and nephew who go to public schools and my sister's like, I have no idea how to make my five-year-old sit down and listen to me teach them math. That's Mm -hmm. not a thing that's happening for a lot of parents. So there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of fear and there's a lot of unknown. We've seen the post about kids who rely on school lunches, um, which is really scary. We've seen um, posts about teachers sharing that they know difficulties in home lives and situations Mm. um, that are very personal, but teachers kind of get a little information from students and counselors and whatnot. And to know that for many students, school is a safe haven. Um, a lot of daycare and child care teachers are out of work, so there's a financial burden. And mm-hmm. everywhere we look, we see these scary things and these sad things and that spirit of fear and that spirit of doubt and uncertainty and anxiety start to creep in. And it's it's happened to me. I'm a type six on an Enne- on the Enneagram and everyone knows it about me. I worry about everything. Mm-hmm. It's like worry is my love, love language. If I'm not worrying, I'm probably dead. But <laughs> in this situation, we've had parents come to our preschool crying. What, I, I don't know what I'm going to do if you guys close. I don't know where I can go. I don't know what. So with us being able to stay open, it's kind of served as a small beacon of hope in our community, which is really interesting. Um, We've been able to stop everything and pray with these parents. And we've been able to send daily scriptures out and communicate that. And I realized that today I was making a video to send home to my parents and I just closed it out with, remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. And as I closed that video out, I was like, wow, a lot of our families are unchurched. Mm, Yeah. And so God is taking this crisis situation and it's human nature to be scared. It's human nature to have anxiety and fear about things. Yeah. 
But through that, God is using the church to reach these people and just drop little nuggets of light and little nuggets of hope and love. Um, and I know I kind of took the long way around with that question. I will ramble all day, but <laughs> that's how God, I know for our small private school, and there are public school teachers who I know are praying over their students and trying to call parents and make sure the parents are okay and FaceTime the kids so they can have that normalcy of, of a day-to-day -day life. And it's just really cool to watch the body of Christ step up in unique situations, mm -hmm. like with public school closings and private schools potentially closing and all sorts of scary things. Teachers are still able to kind of step up and be a consistent normalcy in yeah. these day-to-day -day lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really appreciate you sharing that insight because it's very interesting hearing it from a professional point of view. And it's it's hard for us as, you know, parents seeing all of it happen, but we know that it's just as hard for the teachers as well. And I think that's when we need to have grace for each other and understand that we're all in this together. And that's why connection is so important. And I want to just, because you talked about the parents that obviously right now kind of are put in the teacher position and they're realizing, oh, now I have to be the teacher, but I have no idea what to do. You know, you were talking about your sister, how do I help my five-year-old with math? So if you from a, and, and you could take as long as you want with this, but if you from a teacher point of view could speak to a, an overwhelmed parent right now, what is maybe one key thing that you think could help them just connect with their child right now? Just to understand that their child is feeling just as overwhelmed as they are. Mm. Because overnight, their child, who's used to getting up early, grabbing their breakfast, hitting the bus stop, and getting to school with their friends, and having their schedule and their routine, and their teachers who lay out their whole day for them, overnight that changed. And so their kids are feeling just as overwhelmed. And it's okay. Mm to be honest. I'm honest with my pre-Kers all day, every day. They have seen me feel lots of emotions and it's important to share those emotions. Obviously you, they're kids, be sensitive with them, but right. it's okay to let them know, Hey, mom's frustrated right now. I'm going to take a five minute break and I want you to do the same. Let's just, you can go color. You can go text whoever, we're going to take a break and we're going to calm down. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to do that. It's important to do that. Jesus walked away. Jesus went and took a nap. He had to go be by himself for a minute or two. Um, and that's a key thing. Lots of teachers in the classroom do it. They, they'll sit at their desk for a minute and just breathe and regroup and then jump right back in. Mm -hmm. um, they'll do a brain break and it's just whether it's a song or a silly game for a few minutes just to refocus. And it's okay to do that. And yeah. another thing is there are so many resources. Do not be afraid to ask for help. It does not make you weak. It does not make you any less than anyone else out there. It's important because we're a team. We're all in this together. We're all learning. A lot of these teachers have never taught online, so they're just as confused as the parents at home. Um, utilize the resources of each other. Yeah, that's good. I'm nodding my head so hard over here. You can't even see me, but <laughs> because as a homeschooling mom, I sympathize so much because in the beginning, 
I see a lot of, and I'm going to say this from my perspective and we'll see how, we'll see how this creates a ripple effect. But from my perspective right now, I feel a lot of pride as homeschoolers. Now we have this pride about us that like, oh, now you see how we, how our lives are now. Mm -hmm. And there is some truth to that. But we also, as homeschoolers who do this every day, need to also have some sympathy, empathy. We need to have some grace and not be so prideful where people wouldn't approach us to ask for help. And so I love what you were talking about because every single person who homeschools had to start somewhere. And whether or not this is going to be for a short time or a long time, we all have been there. We all have been someplace new. We've all been handed something new and have been overwhelmed with the task at hand, especially when it comes to little children who are not easy to control. We cannot control them. Little children are individuals. And one of the things that God has always placed in my heart, especially with the things that I've wrestled with, Uh, in the beginning especially, is that they are not robots. So we cannot just program them and expect them to obey and obey blindly. It just won't happen. They are, they are literally have all of the emotions we have, but compact in a small person who literally doesn't understand what they're for. So I love what you were saying about just taking a minute. I know, and I'm going to share this because maybe this will help another mom out there, but find a place in your house, whether it's in public or not. I have my master bathroom and the boys know if mommy's in the master bathroom, that doesn't always mean that she's using the bathroom. I use (laughs) it as my prayer closet. I use it to Mm -hmm. breathe. I have a clipboard and, um, at the dollar store, I share this on Instagram, but I think I'm going to say it here because I think it's awesome. First of all, dollar store is awesome for finding yeah. cheap, <laughs> amazing stuff you need, right? Amen. They have these dry erase clipboards and I bought a couple because I knew I would use them somewhere. And I have one in my bathroom and every couple of weeks or so, I'll put a new scripture on there, whatever God places on my heart. And I will literally go in my bathroom. I'll say, excuse me, boys, mommy, just, I literally need a minute. And that's what I say. I say, I need a minute. And they know, okay, mom needs a minute. Back off. Maybe your kids won't know, but they'll know soon enough. (laughs) (laughs) And you just take a minute and I go in my master bathroom and I just pray. And if, even if I'm so frustrated, I don't even know what to say. I'll just reread that scripture like three times. And then I take a deep breath. I'm like, okay, God, you got this. Help me out because things are going to get real in about a minute when I leave this room. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that you do that. And I love that you have that spot. It's like a safe spot, which is something mm-hmm. I tell a lot of parents to have at their home, like set up a spot in your home where your child knows they can go, they can sit, they can pray, they can express whatever emotion they have. Because as adults, we have those. We can walk into our bedroom. We can go to our car. But kids get overwhelmed and they forget sometimes because they're so used to being controlled and not in a, we have all authority, blah, blah, blah type of way, but they look for that direction. But sometimes they just need to let loose. And we do that in our classroom. My kids know, go to the back door and just let it all out. 
and you're not, it's not in trouble. It's not whatever. You just go, you can be by yourself. And the kids know if someone's back there, you leave them alone. They're taking a minute. And it's so important to do that. It really gives you a chance to pray and refocus and prepare for the next few moments. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, for sure. You're pre-K that actually, so that age is about three or four? Four and five. Four and five. Right. That's actually the age of my youngest. So this is perfect because this is exactly what everything that you're saying, I'm learning now uh, for his age. He's a totally different child than my oldest. My oldest was always, he didn't want to um, make me upset. He was so obedient. He was very sweet. He had a lot of energy, a lot of sensory issues, but he never wanted to purposely do things to, um, to get in trouble. I didn't have to put him on timeout rarely. And he loved learning. He loved books and stuff like that. But I'm noticing that my youngest is not like that. My youngest loves to play. He loves to build Legos. He likes to be hands-on. However, his emotions go from zero to a thousand on fire. Just everything is burning down. And I call him my little Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And, um, (laughs) I say that sweetly, but it's very, very true. And I think I've learned that if you're going to behave that way or you feel like you need to behave that way, then you can't be around us right now because you're hurting us. You're hurting my Mm -hmm. feelings and it's not pleasant for me. It doesn't feel good right now. But if you still feel like you need to do that, you do have a room and you can go do that. And then when you're all done, we like to use that word, are you all done now? Okay, mm-hmm. then, then we can go do something fun because right now we can't do anything fun because of what's going on right now. But yeah. I, and I think that's just important <laughs> is just to slow down, have some, you know, uh, about the situation and honestly, try to just have some grace for yourself. If you feel like you're overwhelmed, just do a half day, just do a half mm-hmm. day and just call it a day. Even if it's for that age, honestly, any age, really, they don't need more than a couple of hours of work. If that really, I mean, maybe like one or two, uh, as far as like work, work, but if they're Mm -hmm. playing, if they're building, if they're, if you're reading to them or if they hear an audio book or a podcast, that's all included in learning. As long as they're learning somehow, that's what really matters. And so, oh, I hope somebody can just take a breath of fresh air. Just breathe out a sigh of relief and say, it's okay. And you don't have to learn how to be a teacher in one day. And I think that's what I think is really stressful for a lot of parents. I think they feel like they have to be just like their teacher at school right now. And hopefully, and it is going to be an adjustment, but hopefully they can learn their own way of doing things, but also connect with their child emotionally where they're at right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one thing my parents that are choosing to keep their kiddos out, they're so thankful for the extra time with their kids. And I had a parent today and she made a post and she was like, I can't do this. This is ridiculous. This whole thing is a mess. And then she had a reality check. She was like, I get to spend time with my kids, with my world changers to be And how am I training them in these moments? And so they went outside. It was her, it was the mom and the daughter and the brother, and they were picking up trash around their neighborhood, Mm. being world changers. And that 
is a lesson in itself. So you can get creative and have fun with these lessons at home. But the most important thing, I think, is to just breathe through it all. Yeah, I agree for sure. Well, Christina, this was just so encouraging. I know that this is really going to just help somebody. And I, I just know that this was just orchestrated by God. So uh, before we leave, can you just maybe share a last word of encouragement for everybody, for people who are listening, who, who maybe need to um, just have that social connection or maybe feel like they, they, they are missing out on something? My goodness, you give me one word and I'll take it and run and ramble. But um, (laughs) the scripture comes to mind and I'm the worst about references. I think it's in Galatians about bearing one another's burdens. And as the body of Christ, as the world right now, we all have this great burden and we don't know what to do with it. And I will be so transparent and just say, I'm taking it day by day, sometimes just hour by hour. Um, But we're not alone. And we are called to help others not be alone in bearing these burdens, whatever they may be. Don't be afraid to send a text to someone you haven't talked to in a while. Don't be afraid to make a phone call. Don't be afraid to send someone a, a Facebook message or an Instagram message. Don't be afraid to reach out and socialize and don't be afraid to respond. If someone that you haven't talked to in a while reaches out and messages you, respond to them. Who cares? Who cares if it's been 20 years? Like, it doesn't matter. They're reaching out now. Communicate with each other. Find ways to remain social and involved. Um, Support your pastor. As your, as your leader, share your church videos, your sermons, be involved, share quotes, just be, just be the body of Christ to one another, bear those burdens, um, commune together, but not physically together, just mentally together. (laughs) And yeah, just be there for one another, spread love, spread joy, spread positivity. It's not the time to spread opinions and what Mm -hmm. the media is saying. It's just time to spread love. Yeah, I agree. Well, Christina, thank you so much for taking time to be here on the podcast with me in this special episode. I know you took time out of your day and I really appreciate it. Well, JC, thank you so much for chatting. I've enjoyed this. Look at us. We are just fellowshipping (laughs) in the midst of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And if we can take the time to do it, anyone can. But it's an honor to always talk with you and spend virtual time with you. Same. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to HelloAwesomeMinistries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.